0: hi and welcome
1: i'm z and i'm keith and we're gonna tell you about the movie that we just watched but first a little bit of a heads up
0: some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters
1: in order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma
0: If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. What's up?
1: <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, this is a movie where, like, you know how sometimes you're like, oh, I've never heard of that or, like, whatever, but you kind of expect to see it and be like, oh, maybe I remember. Mm. No, not, not us. I, this, they even planned a sequel to it.
0: Oh, good lord. Yeah. And I have
1: never fucking heard. Of this movie. At all. I. It wasn't exactly. I had such a fun time watching it. It was. Absolutely (laughs) fucking ridiculous. It was. A lot like more. Humorous. Than I thought it was going to be. And way more ridiculous. Than I thought it was going to be. And. Very funny. Um. The original, like, story was that he was supposed to fall in love with his uncle's mistress, Mm. and he kind of does, but um, I guess she was a prosy in the original Uh, script, and they didn't like that, so they changed that. She was an
0: executive. Pretty Woman hadn't happened yet?
1: Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: It hadn't. So. I've never seen
1: it. You've never seen Pretty Woman, correct? Yeah. Jason Alexander trying to sexually assault a oh. prosie because wow. she's a hooker and that's what she does. There, yeah, that's not the whole movie, but like it, it's like a part where he, like, you know, he finds out she's a hooker or whatever. And he's like, okay, well then I guess we're having sex. And she's like, no. And he's like, yeah, you just have sex with people. So we're going to have sex. And yeah, it's this whole, I don't remember. I just know that like watching it, I never, I was never allowed to watch that film as a child. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely not. Like that's a movie that people got to see and I did not. And I think I watched it as like a young adult. Like maybe I was like 17 at most when I saw it for the first time. And I enjoyed it for what it was, which is like a late 80s, early 90s, whatever. I don't remember specifically when it came out, you know, film. But watching it, like, the as I aged, like, the more I watched it, I was like, this is just a so terrible film. This is just a guy that, like, it's, yeah, there's just, it's not good. It's just, he picks her up. And then he's like, okay, you can be my... Instead of, you know, he just picks up a prostitute, which is fine. No shame. And then he's just like, okay, well, I'll throw a bunch of money at you and you can be my high-class escort date going to all these events. And then they fall for each other. And then he, like, it ends with him, like, coming to, like, sweep her away. I'm like, this is not, this isn't, please don't. And Mm -hmm. it just, it really did some... Things and it's 1990. Directed by Michael Mann.
0: Gary Marshall. Oh, that's
1: right. <clears throat> I knew it wasn't Michael Mann. I didn't think it was. But we're talking. We're talking about the secret to my success. Of oh, my success. The secret of my success. The secret to an about and of my success. Starring Alex P. Fox and
0: felt so stupid <laughs> in the lobby. I'm
1: so sorry.
0: Um. Become a patron now to find out <laughs> how how big a ass I made of my fool self.
1: Whatever, I went on and on about enjoying incest porn. So, who's the bigger dum so, dum? Uh,
0: pick your please text one for incest. <laughs> text C for
1: something else. Um, what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Helen Slater. Helen, Helen Slater. Slater. No relation to Christian, despite them playing siblings in a film.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, and I thought she was pretty good in this. I.
1: Oh yeah, no. I I thought she was. I thought the water fountain,
0: <laughs> just drinking fountain.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. So this movie has some wild shit in it.
1: There. They,
0: and by wild, just mean like cuckoo <coughs> bananas.
1: Uh, there is. So in the lobby, I mentioned a movie where Rob Lowe is fucking his sister, <clears throat> played by Jodie Foster.
0: Oh, I don't remember you saying it was Jodie Foster.
1: I said I think I might have said I think it was Jodie Foster, okay. but I might be wrong. Um, but it it is Jodie Foster. Um, the Hotel New Hampshire. It's got fucking Bo Bridges. It's got the oh, guy from RoboCop that was in ER.
0: Who's
1: that? He's he's, he's a redhead with curly hair that's now...
0: uh, He was in uh, Fame as well. Well, that doesn't help me, but I think I know who you mean.
1: I've never seen Fame, but thinking of him in Fame is so funny
0: to me. The original? Yes. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. I want to... The musical choices and instrumental <laughs> arrangements and the songs written and chosen for this film are highly imi- imita- imita- imitative <laughs> of St. Elmo's Fire. Thank you. A movie that had a very successful soundtrack album and even some successful singles. The Secret to My Success also generated some hit singles, so their musical gambles paid off. Both soundtracks were composed by David Foster.
0: Oh, Okay. That, That's awful. the main song that just keeps repeating. I was like, this clearly is meant to and <laughs> like it just kept reminding me of uh, St. Almost Fire Man in Motion.
1: <laughs> Night Ranger performed the title song to this film, oh. expecting the song to not only be used in the film, but also the trailer. However, when the trailer was released, instead of the title song by Night Ranger, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina uh. and the Waves was used. However, on the DVD, However, two versions of the trailer are shown. Wow. The one with Walking on Sunshine and another with the instrumental version of the title song by Night Ranger. However, no. <coughs> oh, thank you.
0: Um, I remember Katrina and that song and Katrina and the Waves being, I, I remember reading a piece in the LA Weekly when I lived in Pasadena, so this would have been like 97, 98. Yeah. That was the first real documented story I had encountered of a, a band getting totally screwed over yeah. where they had, when they signed their contract or whatever, they got no rights to that song. So that's yeah. why it was everywhere Yeah, in the mid to late 80s is because yeah, yeah. They, nobody had to pay for it.
1: Yeah. Or I oh mean like, God. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sure it was owned by, you know, like capital or whoever. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah. And so it was. Yeah, just. But yeah, that's why it's the cliche that it is. By some estimates, Walking on Sunshine has made the band Katrina and the Waves about a million dollars a year over the last decade. The story of the original band Katrina and the Waves did not end well. Katrina Laskanich says she was fired in 1998. Lawyers were involved. She says she no longer gets a share of the money made from Walking on Sunshine, but she does still sing it. I was, I was surprised that it was in this song. Yeah. In this song. In this movie. <coughs> that and Oh Yeah by Yellow being in this movie were hilarious to me.
1: It... This movie. It
0: it feels like uh, someone who. It's like AI made an <laughs> 80s. It's like make an 80s movie.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to say this, and this is actually surprising. I actually liked how it ended. Not the musical montage at the end, not the 11th musical montage at the end. Uh, and this is no. I don't even think I'm joking. There might have been. 10, maybe a dozen musical montages like throughout the film. It doesn't stop. Every single time there's like a scene break, it's a musical montage. And especially at the beginning, like it just switches to a musical montage every time like a new character is introduced, pretty much, Uh, but not in like a funny way. It's just, it's very confusing. When Helen Slater, when we first see her, I lost my fucking (laughs) shit because it's just a nonsensical scene of. He sees her drinking from a water fountain, and then it's just him watching her walk down a hallway and going through a, a fucking what are they a, a, a rotating door over and over and over and over and over until she fades away, and it just goes. It just it's music, and then it's and then it's all revolving these- door, revolving door, yeah, and then it's a fucking uh like shots of the night sky for oh, just like of no New York reason skyline.
0: Yeah. That's, the, tra- no re- and then it's that's just, the transition from and that then it's scene just to like, the.
1: What? And then there was, there was the, oh man, I brought up the, the film, the quiet <laughs> in the lobby because we were talking about incest. Cause this movie's, you know, doesn't technic There's no technical no. incest, but they play on that in the movie. Yeah. Um and, <clears throat> Uh, I said, oh, The Quiet's a great movie because it's nonsensical and it just has these wild transitions where it'll like go from showing a building to showing the moon to showing a building to showing the moon to showing someone sleeping in bed to showing the moon it, and just like back and forth like that for no reason. Mm-hmm. This film did the same exact thing. Like it just showed like the night sky, a building, a person's face, the building, the and we, we were like, the fucking quiet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, this movie was... I wish I could remember the artist's name. Uh, I saw at a film da festival. Da Vinci. Uh, Andy Warhol? Rambaldi.
1: Rambaldi. Oh, yeah. No, I know.
0: Uh, I it's know. It's funny because I was thinking about Jabrams because of Flash Forward. Because I was going to use that term about this movie. Uh, no, uh, someone had made this short film that was... They had taken... I think it was all from, like, 70s, like, the golden era of uh, porn. Oh, hot. Huh. They had just spliced together a bunch of transition shots. So mm-hmm. it's, like, just the panning away to a window oh, nice. or to a fireplace.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice. That
0: <laughs> nice. was good.
1: Um, yeah, I, when you were, like, oh, it's a... Our, I immediately thought of Gabe playing his... <laughs> yeah.
0: our, the theater of yeah. the...
1: Theater of the Macabre or whatever, something like that. Oh God!
0: Oh, so good. <laughs> Underrated character. I feel like.
1: What does he say? He says like it's just a something. Something having diarrhea. It's a squirrel having diarrhea for like eighteen minutes or something. Like that. Show me. I want to see it, please. I, I googled. I had to Google squirrels pooping, so I knew. Because I don't understand how they poop. They just they live and they bury things. But I'm like, where's the poop? I never see the poop. I've never seen squirrels poop or have a poop. And so I googled it, and they just they don't care. They just poop while they're going. So I probably have seen a squirrel poop. I just didn't know it. They just they'll just be walking and turds fly out of their butt. so like, solved. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh,
1: so the secret to my success is about Michael P. Fox. <laughs>
0: Brintley Foster. Oh my God. Yeah. A.K.A.
1: Clinton Whitman, Carlton Whitman.
0: Whitfield, I think. Okay. Carlton, yeah. Right. I think so.
1: So he lives in Kansas (laughs) City. He doesn't live in
0: Kansas City. Oh,
1: he just lives in Kansas? Yeah. Okay. He lives in Kansas, and I don't really know the difference. One's a city and one's a state. Are they not in the same place?
0: There's a Kansas City, Kansas, but there's also a Kansas City, Missouri, and I think another one.
1: That's so, America. You're not so faithful.
0: Go home. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> America decolonize. Oh, did you see how Elon Musk is like? The word decolonization is a direct threat to commit genocide because there's yeah. no other reason. Oh, how, yeah. yeah. No. Well, it, because free speech. It, <laughs> and it, it's consider, He considers it hate speech. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks Musk for conflating everything, because technically, hate speech is not covered under free speech. So,
0: well, in the Constitution, or yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, but what
1: I'm saying is that's what someone can First say. Amendment. Yeah. I mean, also, free speech doesn't mean anything in anywhere. It just means that the government's not going to come beat down your door because you said something, which is also somewhat untrue. Correct. <laughs> So, I don't know why people are so concerned over Twitter, but they're not concerned over things like, I don't know, the government, whatever. Anyway, this almost is German- as if.
0: <laughs> you don't think. Well, you don't think.
1: <laughs> so, so Michael P. Keaton plays <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not about you. It's the fact I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of the fact that he has three he's a three namer either way. Michael J. Fox, Alex P. Keaton. Alex P. Fox. You think
0: anyone's ever asked him what the J stands for? Jack off.
1: Oh. Michael Jackoff Fox. Weird answer
0: to my question.
1: <laughs> Michael Jackoff Fox.
0: Hey, if if Jack helped you off a of fox, would you help Jack off a of fox?
1: Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> anyway, fucking um. So. Michael J. Fox is a kid from Kansas who's determined to move to New York City and... I don't know
0: how you do it.
1: <laughs> and uh, make it big, you know. Um, and he get, he has like a job lined up um, and as soon as he gets there, day one, the company's been dissolved and he doesn't have a job. And so he goes, his, you know... Downs the
0: pavement. Yeah,
1: he, he just, he sees how hard it is for... Uh, a white man with an education to succeed in society because, you know.
0: Here's a clip. Certainly not. You're perfect for the job. Great. Except, no. No exceptions. I want this job. I need it. I can do it. Everywhere
1: I've been today, there's always been something wrong. Too young, too old, too short, too tall. Whatever the exception is, I can fix it. I can be older. I can be taller. I can be anything. Can you be a minority woman? And then he ends up his like, they do a they do a lot of flashbacks to conversations that are just information. Where they play music as if something very emotionally uh, yeah. dire or just. and it's it's literally just the parents being like what you gonna do for food when you get to New York and then they're just playing music like they're remembering the time that their fucking dog died and they had to bury it it's very confusing
0: take this it's Uncle Howard's phone number in New York
1: You got an uncle in New York? my cousin Ellen married his half sister's nephew before she got bit by that dog and died but he's still kin and kin is kin So then his his mom reminds him about his uncle who's like a, a cousin's nephew's friend twice removed who lived next door to someone or something like that. And so he's like, oh, my unky. So he goes and he finds his uncle and his uncle's like, Okay, cool. He like, you know, impresses his uncle by saying, Remember when you were young and white and a man and everyone How said hard it was. you weren't gonna make it because you were young and white and man the world. It wasn't made for us except for we made it, so it was promising young man. And <laughs> and then he says, All right, fine, you've got a job and so he he gets a job in the mail room and everyone's Classic. like By the way, no one gets out of the mail room. Once you're in the mail room, you don't get out of the mail room and he's like, You know what? I'm going to get out of the mailroom. Hmm. So he, pre- he gets, I don't honestly, frankly, this part, I was like, bro, just, he gives a ride. Oh, yeah. Like he is asked. He's
0: assigned to. He,
1: yeah, to drive someone, which I don't know why he, how he doesn't know it's her because it, like he acts like he doesn't know who her husband is. Because all they tell him is
0: some suits, some executive's wife.
1: Okay, and so he, you know, he is tasked with driving someone around, even though he's from the mailroom. And so he's driving her around, and she's talking about how her husband's a fucking cheating piece of shit, and how she's, you know, in a bad mood or whatever. And he's like, "You're you're a hot little lady," and then she's like, "Oh, okay, well, drive me home." And so he drives her out to the country. And she's like, uh, Field or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And she's like, uh, come, come swim with me. And so he's like, well, I have a job that I have to get back to. So she like calls and she's like, um, the my driver's going to be doing some yard work. So he's not going to go back today. So make sure he gets the full paycheck of everything he's owed. So he's sort of like, yeah, whatever. He, they end up hooking up. It's a little, I know that it's, I understand why they're doing it. I don't, it doesn't read very well, especially it doesn't age very well. But like, Mm -hmm. I think it's trying to imply that he's just like, I think what they were trying to do is not make him out to seem like he was just hoeing around. They were really trying to make it seem like he was just, he he wasn't looking for that. And he wasn't the instigator because I don't think even in the 80s, like a woman being like, like, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of, I know that this sounds silly, but like if you watch any 80s movies, women being forward sexually was never done right. It was always, they were either very pushy or they were prostitutes and that's basically it. So she's really, she's really pushy. And she ends up, they end up hooking up together, but he's like, you're so hot and you're so great and you're such a firecracker on the sack or whatever he says. I don't know. He probably says something like, you're a gold
0: lady. He seems fine afterwards the first time. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to have been fully. Yeah. Happy Um, about it. But like it's
1: played. I think what they're. Yeah.
0: No, I hear you. But I want to say why you're saying this. If you haven't seen it, like. That first scene in particular in the pool, they're playing the Jaws
1: theme. Right, 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 right,
0: And, you know, it's see it's funny, she's predatory. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Well, I think what it I think right. I think it's supposed to be like he's, you know, chum and not like mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, like it's supposed to seem like he's Young, innocent. Dumb and- yeah, full of cum. Yeah. Full of mm mm-hmm. I get I get it.
0: Okay. I get it. Um, there he is.
1: <laughs> um so then he, but
0: it's also like it doesn't. It's one of those things where it just presupposes that there cannot be a power dynamic in right, balance, right. Where a woman has
1: correct. That's a, what I'm saying. An
0: advantage. That's or what a, I'm saying. A power advantage. Yeah.
1: And they right, but like I also think they wanted it. Yeah, it's also weird because like he just he realizes that she's his uncle's wife and he's like my aunt vivian and so she just like it's kind of funny because she just keeps referring to him as her nephew and like he refers to everyone as his, as as his aunt and uncle but he has like no actual like blood relation to anyone it's yeah, all just like right. people who married into the family like distant cousin kind of shit and which is like even so i'm like what it's it's such a strange premise. <laughs> it
0: is.
1: <laughs> Hilarious. I'm not complaining about that. It's just like, it, it felt like they were trying, re- they were like, we really want there to be some kind of incest and they, it kept getting whittled away until it was, they were like, okay, can we just call them aunt and uncle but they're not related? Can we do that? Yeah, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like how, like, um like how on like, uh, Pornhub and stuff like that. Like <laughs> you can't, you can't depict incest which is why they're step. Like why they say like step because like you're not allowed to because credit card companies will, you know. So if you're like actually portraying, like if you're implying that you're portraying it, you'll get in trouble. But if you're like, we're not really related, but this is my brother and we're having sex, then it's fine. So it's like, it's very weird there, but there's like definite rules around it. Anyway, Um, I I'm just saying, I wonder if that was also the case. For something like that, um. So, his aunt, lol, is like, oh, so we'll just be fuck buddies. We'll hook up, and you know, you know, she keeps like coming on to him, and like trying. she shows up at his apartment She's, in yeah, the middle of the night. One yeah, time. and he's just like, oh my god. And I think what they're trying to imply is that he's not like he's not out for pussy like he's not trying to get laid he's like actually trying oh yeah I forgot this part she's like
0: worst night of my life
1: she's like (laughs) yeah oh my god that was so funny um she tells him that like because you know they hooked up she'll make sure that he gets a leg up in the company and he's like absolutely not I don't want that to happen he's like I want to do things myself I don't want it to be because and then he lies and cheats his way to the top and I'm like, okay. He literally pretends to be someone else and like fakes all this shit. And it's so I mean it's almost believable because every because they're like, who are you? And he's like, so and so and they're like, I didn't hire you. And they're and he's like, well someone did and then they're like, oh okay. And like it's it's kind of like he's not like he's lying about who he is, but he's not lying like he, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm here now. You know what I mean. He doesn't say like, oh, so and so hired me, or so and so came in, or so and so did this. He'll just be like, well, I'm here. You know, and they'll be like, hmm, okay, well.
0: Also, he learns about the workings of the comp, the inner workings of the company by reading mail, mail yeah. that he shouldn't be. Yeah, that he's not authorized. I should say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, so. It like it all boils down to his uncle's actually hooking, like having an affair with this other girl that the works for the single
0: co- female executive. Yeah,
1: the sole female ex- executive in the entire building is having an affair with the boss. But it's like it's also really fucked up because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I this is why I say I like how it ends because like she is saying that he told her that. That he was separated from his wife. Yeah, right. And like, (laughs) take it from me. This is what they say. Um, No, I don't. (laughs) You know, like, I'm separated. She said, he told me he was separated from his wife. Turns out he wasn't, or like, or they got back together, or he was lying. And then, like, she feels like trapped in that situation because she wants to have him as like, like she admires him as a boss and as a mentor like he basically took advantage of her like being interested in him as a
0: like
1: mm. um like mentor or whatever mm. in the company and then it shows him like she she tries to break up with him cuz she and she's played by Helen Slater, she and Michael J. Fox's character um end up being like falling for each other In the weirdest, strangest series of montages ever. When what's her name is their waitress?
0: Mercedes Rule.
1: Yes, she's their she's (laughs) best best role in the whole movie, in (laughs) my opinion. Um,
0: What about um Roger Foggerbach or whatever?
1: You mean Patrick Starr? No, I, I I stand by what I said the first time. Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, really. She's always great. Yeah. Rafa's mama.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bring back Rafa. Bring back Rafa.
0: Bring back Mercedes rule.
1: Well, that well, yeah, she she would come back. She'd would, I would give her an opportunity to come back. Anyway,
0: she's so, definitely the best thing about uh The Fisher King.
1: She's the best thing about Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else is she? She was in something I else. I What else? No, it was something we watched recently.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. I mean, not like super recently, but... Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever. So, it ends up to where Aunt Vivian is trying to hook up with Michael J. Fox. The uncle... His uncle is That's trying to hook... Hero. Uh huh. By the way, what? I
0: think it's Vera.
1: What did I say, Vivian? Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. you're right. Amp, and Played by Margaret Witten.
1: Witten. R.I.P.
0: Yeah. And Same she was thing. Great.
1: She was great. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, obviously. No, I she. Th- problematic... I was. That's what I was saying though. I was the way, especially the way it ended. This is why I was impressed with yeah, the way yeah, it yeah. ended. So like, it ends up to where they all find out that like the boss is trying to sleep with Helen Slater. He's like telling her all kinds of lies. He's being really pushy, really gross. The aunt is trying to hook up with Michael J. Fox, but she's just like like the uncle pretty much knows about it. I feel like Yeah. Because he's trying to he's trying to get Michael J. Fox to hook up with her so that he doesn't have to worry about her so that he can hook up with his mistress. Even though she dumped him and she's not interested, so there, there's all this kind of shit that's going around, and it's it's wild. But it ends up to where they all find out about each other, which I'm like, thank God. And you know, the uncle finds out that Michael J. Fox was lying about the company and all this stuff, so he gets fired. But the the reason why I like the ending is because they're doing this thing where the whole movie, the company that he works for, is talking about this inevitable hostile takeover that's going to happen and where this other company is trying to buy out their stocks or like buy a majority of their stocks so that they won't, they'll have the majority of the company and then they'll end up like firing people and blah, 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 blah. And Michael J. Fox's character keeps saying the, what you need to do, like, they're like, okay, we need to do a bunch of cutbacks. We need to do a bunch of layoffs. We need to do all kinds of stuff. Like we need to cut production, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, you need to do the exact opposite of that. Like that doesn't make any sense. So he's, like, he just keeps trying to push, like, this, um, like, idea. He's, like, no, it's stupid to, you know, because all we're going to be doing is losing. Like, in the long run, in the next year or two, that's going to come back negatively on us. Like, none of that is going to make yeah, right. any sense in a year or two. So um, the aunt tells everybody, like... He's had like the re- when they all find out about each other, it's because the uncle's having a party, and they're all at the party together. Like, but not just like everybody it's from the it's company. Like a last
0: hurrah, right? Right. Like,
1: it's a, it's everybody from the company and a bunch of executives from other companies. That's right. And I think I don't remember if Vera invited them or what, but she is taking. Michael J. Fox around and as him you know he, not as the pretend dude that as he's Brintley. pretending to be Brintley. as himself or yeah as the, as her nephew he's going around and he's he's talking to all these executives and he's like basically getting a leg up like just talking about all the things he knows and all his opinions and all that stuff and you know it's again it's a musical fucking montage that goes on for way too long where this little twink is entertaining a bunch of old white men yeah. In a gaze- in a bow. <laughs> and so it ends up where this company comes in at the end and they're like, okay, congratulations, we're going to be doing a hostile takeover, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we're going to be doing a bunch of layoffs, like, you know, whatever. And it turns out that Michael J. Fox got vera who is the technical owner of the company like she inherited the company which i didn't know that until that point
0: no yeah that's a reveal and that her dad started the company her dad
1: started the company (laughs) and the uncle married into her family so she's essentially the rightful you know owner of the company she like bought she got funding and bought the majority of the stocks, so she owned. She actually owned the company, and not this other company that came in. So, like, she ended up. It was it was really interesting. But she got together with like um, the Helen Slater's character and Michael J. Fox's character, and like the people that he worked with that knew what he was doing, like his secretary, the
0: one and mail, oh yeah,
1: and the mailroom the guy, one mailroom guy, and they they all like basically like. Are
0: she puts them yeah
1: like they're like and I, I I just liked it because Vera and whatever Helen Slater's character's name is Christy? Chris, oh <laughs> they were fine like they she wasn't jealous she was she gave right and her she, yeah she
0: uh she and the mailroom guy
1: yeah the well Vera and the mailroom guy but like yeah. like. She fires her husband and, like, gives, like, a promotion to the girl that he was sleeping with. And I fucking love that. I was like, I fucking love this because they don't, they don't do anything. She's not, even though, like, when they're, when it's all revealed, they're all pissed at each other. But no one's, like, more... Like, I, no one has to really do anything. They all just feel anger, which they're all entitled to feel angry. Right. And they're all entitled to feel shitty about it because literally every single person there was being lied to by somebody. You went to bed with Brantley.
0: Don't worry about it, Howard. She's probably
1: got microfilm pictures of the whole
0: thing. What were you doing in bed with my nephew? Whitfield's your nephew? This is Brantley Foster. He works in the mailroom. The mailroom? You mean you're not an executive? <sighs> Let me get this straight. Brantley is Whitfield? That's right. Brantley is Whitfield. Whitfield is Brantley. And Christie is the bimbo.
1: So, except for the um, uncle, he pretty much, (laughs) he's just pissed because he wasn't getting laid. (laughs) But he's the only one that basically gets shit in the end. And he's consistently portrayed as being a very manipulative lying person. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this because they show that the Christie's character is like, even though she's sleeping with a married man, even though Vera is like cheating on her husband with her nephew, (laughs) like all this stuff, like they're not punished for it in the end. And I was like, oh, okay, I like this. And so like, it's not the best movie fucking ever, but they don't, they don't do the pitfalls. Like I fully expected Aunt Vera to be like some joke to be made about her, her be living on the streets or like ending up, you know, marrying some, you know, you know, old fat guy just, you know, for for his money or whatever. And they didn't do any of that. And I was like, fuck. And like, I think this is why, like, you know, the way that they portray it, I agree with you as like, it's so predatory and it's so bad, but they didn't, there was no concept of like a woman being sexually confident. It had to either be sexually aggressive or like she had to be doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like uh, she had to be like a prostitute. And I'm not saying that I think it's wrong to be a prostitute. I'm saying how how it's 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 portrayed and, you know, like, um, fucking what was it oh god what did we we watched it for your birthday
0: risky business risky
1: business like yeah you know like that was just and plus you know she was like a prostitute and then she ended up like stealing from him (laughs) and all this shit but you know she was like so sexy and so hot but it's like that's the only time you're allowed to be like really like sexually knowledgeable is right. because you've been sleeping around since you were you know 15 or whatever now
0: it's okay you can do it if you're just a little sloppy baby <laughs> your inner goddess
1: Ew. but yeah um you'd seen it before though
0: yeah at some point i did not remember most of it i remember yeah. the some things about like I remember there was a pool scene.
1: Yeah, you were early you on. were pretty you were like I think they have a pool and you were like ah oh, fuck. I saw you go oh there it is. Okay. Yep. You were like relieved I that was. you weren't wrong about it. <laughs> what am I thinking of?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I definitely didn't remember like and I think I remembered the the water fountain thing.
1: Oh my god. I mean
0: not in detail but I remember That's, it being a scene.
1: That scene is. That scene is so fucking nonsensical that it's like. It goes on for so fucking long. And I. There is no dialogue whatsoever. It's just him. Also,
0: it's pretty early in the movie.
1: Yes. It's like his first day
0: before. And this movie has already started by doing these flashbacks. Yeah. Flash sideways for exposition. And you, oh. Oh, the. So it's okay. It's not a lot of movies right. do that. So yeah. it's a little disorienting. Yes. Takes a minute to... <laughs> the
1: phone call where he's talking to his mom. Oh
0: my God, yes. Thank you. He's on a pay phone. And mom's, of course, expressing her concern about him being in the big city. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, everything's fine. Meanwhile, two dudes hold up a bodega right next to him. <laughs> take a hostage. All these cops come. There's an open gunfight.
1: Yeah.
0: His phone booth literally getting shot out. Yeah. And of course he has to he's pretend just, he's fine.
1: He says, I'm watching Miami Vice. That's right. And it's just this uh, and it's absolute gunfight going on around him and his mom's like, You're, you seem distracted and he's like, no, I'm not. Like, fucking Christ. Stop.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, we got that right here. Are you all right? You've seen this Oh yeah, well they just totaled a Ferrari. Also, he has a TV. LOL. You never, you never see a TV in his yeah, place. That's true. And
0: but they don't. Mom doesn't know that.
1: I feel like he probably would have told her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like he's that kind of bitch. She would have been like, "No, I don't even have a fucking." He probably TV. doesn't have
0: a phone at home.
1: He doesn't have a phone at home. That's why. Even he though he says
0: me. you could have called when Aunt Vera says she relies on telepathy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh my god. It, 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 it's a nonsensical movie. Like truly the the Kansas part, like all the stuff that didn't need to happen in it. Frankly, he didn't need any of the Kansas shit. He didn't need to be from a small town. He didn't need like the other company not being available. Like, it could have just been that he was like, oh, yeah, I have this uncle that I'm going to get a job from. And then he gets there. Yeah,
0: but... it, it
1: And they're like, you're not really related. It Why shows that you? he
0: didn't want any favors. <sighs> he goes to such lengths to... Uh, yeah, he goes that. to such lengths to... To, I, to your point, also, like, when he... When Vera, when they first hook up and Vera's like, I'm going to get you to the top of the, you know, heap or whatever. He's like, yeah. And no thanks. Yeah. Um, he lets her. Yeah. When the company's going down and, uh, she's the one that saves their asses in the end. I know. I know. I know. Basically just calls in that favor.
1: Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, I don't want any favors. And then he's like. Oh, um, but I don't want any favors. I mean, can you help me out? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense I mean, which because he's I like, don't I don't, shit. I don't want any favors, but I'm like, you literally went to your uncle and like begged for a job for him. Yeah. So you've already gotten a favor and just you're in the mailroom and you're like, no, I'll get out of there on my own. You lie.
0: It's kind of exposes, you know, like what middle-class white people think, uh, Working hard means and or what a meritocracy. Yeah, that it is a meritocracy, and this is how, right? You pull yourself up by your bootstraps.
1: I want to make sure, right. I want to make sure that I do this on my own and with no fucking help from anyone. Mm -hmm. Now, can you help me or not? (laughs) Exactly. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be on my side for this, then you're not, (laughs) you're you're not rooting. My plan is to
0: crowdsource a plan. Girl, what are you doing?
1: I'm taking the plastic off of... There's no tissues left. I don't know.
0: It feels good. Okay. It's just noisy. Is
1: that noisy? Do
0: do you want me to use some tissue? Do you want me to... Acty, outy, baby?
1: You want me to (laughs) wipe your little butt, you little diapy-having little ball sack?
0: Yes, please. (laughs) Diapy-having little balls. balls. (laughs) Little Dwight D good it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad at sounds. Know, it sounds. I don't know. I don't know what else to sounds. say honestly. Well look, uh okay. So I want oh, what there was another wild ass scene that I wanted to bring up. I can't remember what it is now though. Like the the phone the payphone Oh god, there's something later. The sex, the beer. Yeah, the, s- the sex, the, the beer. fucking <laughs> No, and also the fucking ridiculous The night at the at the end of the night after the party, the fucking Dutch door fucking sequence that goes on for too long. Oh, did you
1: look it up to figure out what it was?
0: No. Okay. I just Dutch door is like when you're basically like cheating on someone. Oh, okay. You know, because the top half and the bottom half are yeah doing different things. Oh, 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 that's good. Um.
1: So why know. do they call yeah. it a Dutch oven then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, fuck it! Once you realize how many uh, uh, idioms or whatever we have that are like talking shit on the Dutch, like idiom, what the idiom.
1: fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, um, the I, the Dutch oven door that that whole scene, I. I I think Frasier did it best. I think when when it was done on Fraser, it was better because okay. that one had more people. And sometimes it's really funny. It was really funny on Fraser because everyone I don't recall it. So because no offense, I know because Frazier was trying to hook up with one of like they all go to a cabin and there's like a ski instructor. So it's Frazier, Niles, Daphne, Martin, a ski instructor. And then Daphne's friend that oh, yeah. Frazier's trying to hook up with. So Niles wants to hook up with Daphne. Fraser wants to hook up with her friend. And what happens is like Daphne tries to hook up with the instructor. Her friend wants to hook up with Niles. The ski instructor wants to hook up with Niles and Niall, like Niles is trying to get to Daphne. Daphne's trying to get to the ski instructor. The ski instructor's trying to get to Niles. And the Daphne's friend is trying to hook up with Niles. And it ends with Fraser being like, let me get this straight. So nobody was trying to sleep with me. And that's why it's <laughs> yeah, funny. Right. Anything where, anything. Fraser's a great show. Bec- not because of Kelsey Grammer, but despite Kelsey Grammer. And the best episodes are when he gets dunked on the hardest so (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: fuck you're right that is Sidney Crawford in the opening
1: I know I saw I thought I said that that was I that's how I remembered her name because I was nope I'm wrong I remembered her name on my own merit yeah there's a scene where there's just like models at
0: the beginning during Victorian era Uh, When flower meanings and associated lore were quite popular, the geranium hyphen, even with being gifted as a housewarming gift, hyphen, meant stupidity or folly.
1: Is there a geranium at some point?
0: When he is first setting up in the empty office and he makes his calls.
1: Empty. (laughs) Well, I've been here a week. Got my name on the door. Got a desk full of supplies and got a geranium on my window ledge. What I don't have is a secretary. I will be honest. I kept having to check my phone because my anxiety was high during this film uh-huh. because of all the lying. Yes, it was so hard for me. I wanted. I. It was so hard. I was just like, oh god, I can't. It's. As as I've said on this show before, I know that you all take notes and you are <laughs> very avid to make sure that I never am a hypocrite about anything I say. But, like, I it, – it's so hard for me when someone is lying to get something and they're just, like – I don't understand it. I cannot. Re- it's just, it's so anxiety riddled for me. Yeah. And so the movie was hard for me in that way where he was just lying. And, here's a, here's a, okay.
0: Some other useful trivia. <laughs> One of numerous 1980s motion pictures made about, quote, yuppies.
1: One of numerous 1980s movies made Period. with Michael P. Fox J. Keaton. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh. Spoilers: When Michael J. Fox and Helen Slater sleep together for the first time, she's wearing a wedding ring. That's under trivia, not goofs. Huh? And it's a spoiler.
1: No, she's she's not wearing a ring. It's her fucking ring that she has. She has it on throughout. It's just a fucking uh band that has like a dark. She has it. Sometimes the trivia in there is like. Stupid.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first.
1: <laughs> but it'll be like trivia. This person, like, it'll be like this. What was it in um, <laughs> fuck? What was the one where the uh, Night of the Creeps? Yeah. Or was like, oh, this thing never happens with any of the characters. So it's a, it's a goof. It was like marked as like a goof, and it was like none of the other characters do this, and they all did. I was like, what movie were you watching? So it was wrong. saying like that the dog d- spits out. Oh yeah, or something, and like none of the other characters did, and I'm like, yes, they did. They sometimes all did.
0: Their, uh, head busts open sometimes. Yeah, happens it, what happens the is mouth. they
1: start, they start falling out, the, and then the head busts open. I mean, sometimes we don't see them coming out of the mouth first. If I had a
0: nickel, <laughs> Fred Gwynn is credited pretty high up. I mean, yeah. He's in one scene. Like, there's no way he was on set for more than one day. He was
1: Frankenstein, right? <laughs> it's Monster. It's Herman Munster. Herman Munster, yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein. He was Frankenstein. Frankenstein's Herman Munster. But right, yeah, he was on that show. Yeah. What was it? The, what the was, Munster family. Yeah, the Munster family. da 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 Keith likes me a lot and he's looking at me to tell me that he likes me. <laughs> he's giving me the old um, hot dog eyes. You may
0: also know him from Pet Cemetery.
1: Yeah. That's what I know him from.
0: You can't get there from here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, oh my God, he gets his Anki He was also he on gets a, his uh, sliced
0: from Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, from a Achilles. tiny little boy. Oh my God.
0: In the He was on before the Monsters in the 50s and 60s, 50s or 60s, I don't remember. He was on a show called I believe it was Car 54 Where Are You Oh okay That he was on Okay
1: You and my dad Would have nice conversations
0: I never watched that show I just know that
1: That's fine He would tell you all about it I'm pretty sure Yeah Or my mom would
0: Boy I don't need that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay Um. Oh god Fuck
0: I feel like I had a fart But it's
1: It's not happening would you if you were going to recommend something, <laughs> would this be something that you chose right rec- now? Well,
0: if you framed it that way no
1: no yeah, yeah would no would you recommend here. this would you how would how would you recommend this movie oh, is man. is what i uh, is what I
0: should say like there are worse movies, but I think it's one of those that feels really i mean again, you know this is because we do this all the time now, yeah. There's a lot of other movies I would put before it. I mean, you know, like Working Girl, even, which is not okay. a great movie, but you know, like, <laughs> or, uh, man, Night Shift.
1: Yeah, that was that was a surprise one. That one it's has actually pretty good. That one actually does have Michael <laughs> Keaton
0: in it. Michael Douglas.
1: <laughs> Michael Douglas, Nate Keaton,
0: Douglas. <laughs> Uh, and. Uh, well, first of all, Night Shift is the better version of Risky Business. 1,000%. Um, yeah, Working Girl, what else? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's a bunch of movies like this. You know, it's got... There's some things, like Weekend at Bernie's even.
1: Yeah, it does have a... have a Yeah.
0: But it's also got... It's just got... Even for its time, it's got things that were pretty cliche already. Mm-hmm. Like him, <laughs> I don't know why it really just, I was like rolled, had to roll my eyes so hard when he flies off the treadmill.
1: <laughs> you were like, yep. <laughs> You're so fucking annoyed.
0: Um, yeah.
1: I, I, I think I. But yeah,
0: there's really more than uh, <laughs> one of numerous movies about Yuppies from the 1980s. I would say it's one of numerous movies about white men
1: wishing they had more of a struggle than they actually do. Right, <laughs> creating like, struggles for themselves. Right, it to being get past.
0: depicted as though, hey, things have boy, there sure were some civil rights movements, huh? <laughs> yeah, boy, those
1: civil rights movements sure made it to where I can tell myself it's not my fault if I fail.
0: But like Soul Man and <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? Like.
1: Oh. I've never seen it. I've Nor never I. seen Soul Well, it. I don't think. We should do it for February. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see if we can get Rachel Dallas all on. We should see
1: if we can get right <laughs> from Thank you. I know that I said you reminded me that I said that Nadia was gonna be my favorite this week <laughs> too. Yeah. And that probably is true. Um, but I didn't I uh, didn't dislike this movie as much as I I thought it was gonna be painful to get through. Yeah. I'm not saying obviously I said I had a lot of anxiety and it was difficult for me. Yes. And I, I stand by that but yeah, it uh, wasn't and i thought it was just going to be so fucking boring and, and have zero interest in anything and i really wish the lying thing didn't get to me so hard because i think i would have enjoyed it more if that wasn't just such a difficult thing for me to yeah. to deal with i don't know why it gives me it's so it gives me so much anxiety there's a scene there's a there's a like christmas movie it's called, like, Noel or something. I don't remember. And it has Susan Sarandon in it. And it's it was it's done, like, in the same sort of, like, vein as Love Actually, where it's just, like, a bunch of people, stories, like, and how they end up interacting. Mm-hmm. It takes place over one night and not over, like, you know, the whole Christmas holiday or whatever. But there's a scene where somehow Susan Sarandon accidentally ends up in someone's house. Mm-hmm while they're having Christmas dinner mm-hmm. and she just stays there. And then it's like, there's a scene where they like all realize that she's there <laughs> and they're all looking at her. And then, she, and I, I, I had to leave the room when I was, cause I was, I was, <laughs> it made me so anxious. I had to like physically remove myself uh-huh. from the room. I was like, I can't, I cannot handle this amount of like discomfort and shit so like i don't know i like i experience like secondhand embarrassment or whatever or secondhand whatever it's so hard for me like i can i i don't know i don't want to say i have a lot of empathy because that makes me sound like a psychopath um but it's like yeah in i don't know how to as a
0: plot device is so yeah it's
1: so hard well it's tedious but it's also like i just i don't I don't like it, but it also makes me feel bad. Like well, it actually I feel I guess that's what it is for me.
0: It. I have to disengage yeah. because I, otherwise it's like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not gonna do for But it. I
1: don't know how to do that. That's fine. So I'm, I'm better I than you. But. I wasn't a sign male at birth, so I so I didn't learn th- that wasn't a technique that was given to me.
0: <laughs> Assimilate dude. Yeah go ahead and hit the button <laughs> Came
1: back, Stayed out all summer then went back home Macaulay Cookin wasn't home alone felt deep but love but now we ain't speaking Michael J Fox was Alex P
0: keeping when I met you I said my name is Rich you look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch New kids on the block cat a bunch of hits Chinese food makes me sick and I think it's fly when gonna start five for the summer for the summer I like girls that wear Emma
1: Crombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one only... bitch. Da 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 da.